0818-883-0702. Call Rafilwe on 011-883-0702. Do call me or just drop me an SMS on 31702 if you want to hazard a guess <laughs> as to why Nikki Bush thinks that uh, parenting is uh, quite akin to the Olympics, or rather, what the you know what it is that Nikki Bush thinks the Olympics can teach us, rather about parenting. Three one seven zero two. Let's just have a little bit of fun and pepper it into our conversation. But of course, that uh, Nikki Bush is an author, speaker, a human potential, and parenting expert. Every Saturday, she uh, brings us some interesting insights on how we can be, uh, how we can. Be better parents, more present, and of course, set our children up for um, a quality, a happy future. Good morning, Nikki. Good morning, Rufiwe. So, of course, you are right on the nose, uh, <laughs> keeping in theme <laughs> with everybody else. And uh, you're saying that the Olympics uh, can actually provide us a, a great sort of analogy for parenting and a way to view um, this very, very important job that we do. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, we're halfway through the Olympic Games right now, the Tokyo Olympics. Mm -hmm. And the length of time, the journey it takes for an athlete to undertake, to prepare for and participate in this competition of all competitions is, um, you know, it's quite something because there's no such thing as an overnight success. And athletes of every discipline take years to be ready just to qualify. And, you know, there are four years between each Olympic event. And that's pretty long-range planning by today's standards. So how different is that to parenting? Mm. And, you know, what if you think about it as a parent, we actually have, you know, day-to-day stuff, which is short-term goals, short-term planning that we have to get through every day with our kids. But the long-term goal is to actually grow our child into an adult who will be able to live independently of us one day and go out and create their own mark on the world. And this is a big, juicy goal, and it takes upwards of 18 years to achieve. So even by Olympic preparation standards, that's a long (laughs) time, and we have to keep focused the whole while on what we're trying to achieve. Keep focused. about some of our interim goals. Exactly. (laughs) You've got to keep focused, but also just uh, take the time to congratulate yourself from time to time, because uh, as you say, it's it's a long-term thing, and even, you know, with we've seen during this year's Olympics, the Tokyo Olympics, um, so many many athletes who've made it to the actual, the final destination, and something like testing positive for COVID-19, scuppering their goals, at least for now. So it's also, I think in many ways, a lovely analogy for parenting that, of course, there'll be missteps, there'll be slip-ups, life will happen along the way. Uh, and this certainly doesn't mean, you know, you throw your hands up and you say, okay, well, I failed. You, you continue once again, and uh, Nikki, you, you maintain that long-term goal. Yeah, you know, you you look at that. Can you imagine getting there and testing positive? I mean, it must be absolutely shattering. Mm, but, but this kind of long-term um, planning and goal setting, etc., comes with the development of things like grit. So we can get onto the short, you know, the yeah, goals for parenting. But but the kind of lessons that our children can learn from watching the Olympics at the moment, the kinds of conversations to have with our kids is exactly what you're talking about, that success is not built on talent alone. Mm. Mm. It's built on work rate. It's built on grit. Mm. It's built on determination and commitment to the goal and practice 
makes perfect, you mm-hmm. know. And it's, it's uh, you know, you think of every, every one of those Olympians who is there right now. They've had a team. It started with their parents. Then it became coaches, yep. teachers dietitians, um, fitness experts, and, and there's this whole team that helps them to stay in that zone uh, to keep the discipline, to keep going despite the obstacles that actually get in their way. And there are always obstacles, whether it's a pulled muscle, you know, whether it's four years out of, uh, you know, you, you miss your, your four-year deadline because you get injured in the sure. third year before the, um, the Olympics. And then I was watching gymnastics and there was that one female gymnast who had, she's in her 40s now. Mm. This is her eighth Olympics. Eighth. Mm. That's massive. Mm. Can you imagine how long it's taken her to stay in that zone? You know, her whole life just about has been eating, sleeping and drinking preparation for the next Olympics. Now that is really a parallel for parenting. It really is. <laughs> um, here's a question, Nikki, about, you know, the Olympics are obviously a, a clear goal um, and a, a more tangible goal as opposed to parenting uh, for the long term. So as you think about the journey that you're on and, of course, you're sharing or you've got these lessons that you want to share and impart to your kids, right, that you just outlined, the grit, the commitment, determination, etc., what are the sort of more reasonable goals and expectations that a parent, you know, can start to set up for themselves and even for their children? Um, it, it, is it things like, you know, um, matriculating, graduating university, first job, first property, whatever it is? Or are you then, you know, does it, does it serve you better to also set, start thinking around those sort of emotional um, and uh, psychological sort of goals, whether it's independence, whether it's an ability to, I don't know, problem solve, whether it's an ability to, you know, what sort of goals do you, when you have conversations with them or or, or when you're speaking um, to parents, what sort of goals do you find most people are setting up for themselves as well as for their children? Mm. So you raised two things there because there are parallels that are going on. The one is that there are those ages and stages milestones. So getting them through toddlerhood in one piece. I mean, I can't tell you how often we were at the hospital with heads cracked open and chins cracked open and broken arms and things like that. (laughs) And then getting them school ready to ease their entry into the education system Mm -hmm. and then getting them through primary school because it's the foundation for being a literate human being and then getting them through high school so that they've got access to tertiary education if they wish. But at the same time, in tandem, you've mentioned things like independence, grit and determination. So on my list, that would include things like developing a positive self-esteem. Now, Mm. all of these soft skills, supposedly soft skills that we're talking about, actually get developed in tandem with getting your children through those sort of physical milestones that are marked out on the calendar according to timelines and dates and ages and stages. So while we're doing all of that stuff and supporting our kids to get to that place, how we talk to them, the conversations we have with them, how we encourage them, and I think this is key, is that we have to work out what's the difference between encouragement and praise. Mm. Praise is often what you get when you reach the end goal, 
when you cross the line. It's the trophy, it's the medal at that moment. But it's actually all the other stuff that, that you developed that got you to that place that is so worthy of consistent encouragement um, where your parents talk to you about, gosh, you tried so hard today. I know you didn't quite get where you wanted to get, but look at how well you did. Look at what you learned today. Mm. So bringing your child's um, attention to the journey, not just the end point. But if, if you think about these, these Olympic um, you know, uh, athletes, they have done hours and hours and days and days of repetition, repetition, mm-hmm. repetition. This is hard wiring of the skills. And it, the people who really succeed are the ones who put in the work, so the work rate. So, you know, look at how you are encouraging your child to invest in their work rate. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is, you know, they're practicing that by getting their homework done. Sure. Um, by by going and attending practices for sport. You can't just expect to be in the A-team if you don't go to practice. You know, you've got to be committed. You know, so it's these sorts of things that are great for, for conversation with children and helping them to discover who they are, what makes them tick, yeah. um, what's vital for enabling them to make the best choices for themselves and for selecting a possible path that might lead to that fulfillment and happiness. I'm going to steal one more thing regarding the Olympic Games. First of all, you are, in many ways, as a parent, the athlete and the coach because uh, it's a it's a it's a long, <laughs> hard slog Black for life. you. Um, <laughs> but you're also coaching this young person. Um, but just to steal from what's currently happening in the Olympics as well, we've seen you know uh, people at the peak of their careers, top of their game, um, pulling out uh, Simone Biles, for instance, for uh, you know mental health uh, or wellness issues, saying, "I'm going to focus on this. Uh, I'm." not gonna i'm not coping i'm not okay right now um naomi osaka and you know i knocked out uh, pretty early earlier than most people anticipated but you know once again she's been having a uh, lots of conversations in the run-up to the olympics about you know focusing on her mental health as well and what what does and doesn't work for her um i think uh, you know being uh being self-aware is also just a key component to all of this um so that you know you're not putting yourself under undue strain and pressure but know very well that yes I might be this well-oiled machine but this machine um, when it comes to this or these conditions not so good uh, it's it's okay for me to either pull out or sit down and uh, you know take a seat on the bench and I think it's been really interesting to see how the whole person has come to the table now mm. it's not, not just your body it's your whole being that makes you who you are. And self-care has definitely become a theme that has has come through these Olympic Games, which kind of in a way is a mirror of the mindfulness and mental well-being that's coming through because of COVID. Mm. The people have realized they can't just keep going in a vacuum. You know, there has to be support for all parts of ourselves, not just our body and our, our brain's ability to do stuff, but how, how are we in the world? So that not just the doing, but the being equally as important. So, I mean, you know, that's not a, a bad conversation to be bringing to the table right now. Mm. Well, Nikki, uh, speaking of support, your toy features, uh, your toy reviews, the Octopus Baby Ball Pit. And 
I am just picturing myself <laughs> at a bounce somewhere around Joburg, although it's been years since I went to one, in the ball pit, just gently resting on just these myriad bits of sponges. And the feeling is, yeah, it's, it's quite a unique one and a liberating one and a lovely one. Nice one to give to your little ones. Yes, absolutely. You know, every baby should have access to a ball pit. And with this octopus baby ball pit, which also comes, by the way, as, as a, in a turtle or a dinosaur uh, theme, um, babies can have their, their own ball pit in their home. And this is a jumbo soft toy and ball pit in one. And it zips up for easy storage. So the 60 balls fit inside the tummy. And the baby also fits inside the tummy too. Now, you don't zip the baby up inside. Um, but it's a, it's beautiful. If Go and have a look at the little video on MickeyBush.com for the toy review of the week. This is from Kay's Kids, a very high-quality range of toys. And your baby can sit inside this ball pit. It's big enough, so you unzip it down the middle. And the sides fold out, a little bit like a flower, folds mm. out. Babies can either lie in the ball pit or sit in the ball pit. And you mentioned how it felt for you lying in that ball pit at bounce. It's a very sensory experience to have those balls moving around you because they're always moving. And so there's that, um, the skin, which is the biggest sensory organ in the body, um, gets massaged and stimulated by these balls. And then, of course, babies will sit there and do exactly what they do, which is pick up a ball and throw it out. Pick it up and throw it out. And who has to go and fetch but the parents? <laughs> and this is lovely because it's got elasticized holes as well. So you show your baby how to push the balls through the holes, which is like mm. magic and peekaboo. And, of course, when you zip up um, this, this ball pond, the balls go away. Mm. So it's object permanence as well. And when you're talking to your baby... Um, they throw a ball out of the ball pond, you go and fetch it. You say, mummy's picking up the red red ball. Here's the red ball, and you put it back in. So we're doing the wiring for color as well. But that's not all, because Mm -hmm. um, this very beautifully designed octopus or turtle or or dino has got um, additional things attached to it. So this is for a 6 to 18-month-old baby. It's got um, balls, it's got tags, it's got mirrors, it's got rattles, it's got teething, teething items attached to it, and each of the, the legs has got a different texture, a different sound. So this is so many different toys in one. It's 1,150 rand, and it's available at satoytrade.coza, and it just is going to give your baby hours and hours of fun, and being able to zip it up, you can take it wherever you go. And once it's zipped up, they can, of course, also roll on it like a big fluffy soft toy, and, you know, have a, have a whole body experience. So we're looking at fine motor and gross motor skills, we're looking at counting, sorting, color, sensory stimulation, and of course, object permanence. So K's Kids, Octopus Baby Ball Pit. Fantastic stuff. Nikki, looking forward to our conversation next Saturday as per usual. Uh, That's Nikki Bush, human potential and parenting expert.